What up, folks? Welcome back to Field of View. I'm Solo. And I'm Zemo. Happy New Year's. It has changed the last number on the calendar since we were last year with you. And as you know, not a lot has changed. We are going to be talking about a single topic for the week. Each of us bring up a theme. I know the news week is slow, but fuck it. We had some stuff we were thought worth talking about. Yeah. Not to yeah. mention a little bit of recap on what our personal top games were for 2020. Just Uno, because we know you like to keep it short. And without it doing much further, it's the good old folks at People Like Games. And shall we? Yeah. All right. So for my first story, uh, or for my big story for the week, I want to talk about Bandai Namco with some mm-hmm. information being released that Katsuhiro <clears throat> Harada, who was one of the main individuals working on the Tekken series, uh, has been uh, given the largest budget in Bandai Namco's history to develop their biggest game in history. Obviously, there's not a lot more details on it. It was sort of mentioned Mm -hmm. at the Evo live stream a a couple of days ago, but it was worth mentioning to me because it is fitting within our conversation of video games becoming the new Hollywood and becoming the dominant entertainment medium. And specifically because I saw just a, a little news clip on Twitter earlier before we started recording. I forget what it was, but over the weekend from January 1st to the 3rd, the cumulative Hollywood box office in America generated $13 million, one three. The last time that the one to third fell on a weekend, which is how they can make a more direct comparison, it generated 220 million. So yeah, I know theaters aren't dead to that degree, but now we're looking at, you know, with Bandai Namco talking about a budget of that size, it's funny because Halo has a budget of that size. And a lot of these games are going into the way Marvel comic book movie budgets were when it started reaching a quarter of a billion, half a billion. There'll be a billion dollar game developed. I think one of these crowdfunding games just passed 400 million. Um, things on the Starsis and something, right? It's just funny how radically those roles and fortunes have reversed. And mm-hmm. I'm like, when it used to be like, oh, whoa, Kevin Spacey is in a whatever game, right? When you see yeah. like a fame, every actor is going to try to get in the game. Every actor is going to try doing the CGI stuff. Um, yeah. And it's just, you know, it, it, it's much more uh, solidified in my mind when you see a contrast like, oh, we're going to do the biggest numbers ever. And Halo's talking 500 million for the development. And then I see these Hollywood numbers that are just sort of pathetically anemic, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's with maybe 40% of theaters being open. Um, yep, that's 2021, right? So as the year starts, I'm, I'm starting to see that a lot of the things that we've spoken about for years taking place. Starting which to, way yeah. the Which way the pandemic goes on it, but. Yeah. It was worth mentioning just because it was interesting. Fit on the, that'll that be interesting that to see moving forward. Yeah, that'll well, definitely be you? interesting. Yo, honestly, uh, so as you know, my working at Aglet, we did a, a partnership with Gucci a couple months back and I was just, producing the news and i saw that one of the things that came out recently was a capsule between the north face and gucci uh which is you know like some glamping stuff some like cool things that they put out mm-hmm. and it's glamping uh it's like uh 
glamorous glowed up i was gonna say it had something to do with camping but i couldn't be sure yeah it's just like you know like a really cool like outdoor stuff basically they put together as a as a collection together right you know supreme does a lot of stuff with like you know they've done stuff with north face before so this was essentially gucci putting together a collaboration with the north face as well you know really cool thing jacket yeah but the very interesting thing about this and while there is not much news about it in some regard they partnered up with pokemon go and if you go to the official pokemon go page on twitter or if you go to gucci you will see that basically they put what looks like it's like an image of like a gucci north face tent looking thing and then in front of it there's a flag and the flag has pokemon go and so while they haven't actually said what it is that this is going to entail will it mean that like your squirtle could wear uh some sort of part of the collection, or if it means that they've hidden real versions of it somewhere in the wild in Pokemon. Uh, it's very interesting as to what potentially could come not out of only this single collaboration, but in the future of how games are going to be utilized for average consumerism, basically. Uh, I, I think you're right. I, I think more specifically, it speaks to maybe the high-end version, right? Or I would wonder where the crossover is between Pokemon and Gucci. But I think that almost brings in a new version of a market. Um, yeah. You know, the person who's shopping Gucci, who who does find Pokemon cute, and they have a familiarity in the age group now. Is, well, now they can tie it to something they actually love, which is not the game per se, but is the medium to there, right? And it's so, the brands realizing that they need to meet kids where they're at. And if that means that there's going to be digital goods that start getting created, that's one entirely new conversation where there's monetization on digital goods, just creation of digital goods and everything else that comes with it. But then there's also this possibility for there being physical goods hidden in the real world or something along those lines. That I agree with. Um, I mean, we saw a a recent, you've talked about this often. We're going to do an episode dedicated to it, but um, AR and VR and consumerism and the way that's going to tie in you yourself with aglet put together uh, a treasure hunt of sorts a scavenger hunt rather and so you know there's versions of this that are coming in so uh you know i i i agree very much agree on that one um 2021 a lot of a lot of movement that's going to happen as you said between non-endemic brands and gaming as a pop culture behemoth but Mm -hmm. That's about all, I guess, for the news for the week so far. Um, it's yeah. light, not too much more to add. And so next week, or now we're going to be doing two episodes a week, folks. So you're going to be seeing us again on Fridays. So on Friday, we're going to do be, be doing a little Meet the Team episode. So you'll get to find out a lot about Zemo and his gaming preferences. Myself, yep. p- potentially answer some questions, probably ask more of them. But for now, we're going to give you a singular what was your top game of 2020? It had to be Ghost of Tsushima, man. It had to be. Like, as someone I, who's playing now, I got to agree. It's getting yeah, up there. Yeah, you know what? Like, I've always been into like the hack and slash. Like, you mm-hmm. know, what was it? Dynasty, Dynasty Warriors, Warriors that we used to play. Yeah. <laughs> Dynasty Warriors, just like beating up a hundred people at once. Like, just going like terrible game in the sense of like storyline, but like it was just but a cool hack and slash. You know? Yeah. And then being it's the original of, zombies. Like, yeah, and then being a fan of like the the whole idea of like samurai culture and the shoguns and the last samurai and Rurouni Kenshin and everything like that. And so for a game to come out where it was just like an 
excellent storyline. Like that's one of the things where like, while the, the game is, it's beautifully done. The graphics in it are amazing. Like when you're, when you see like the reflection of the sun on the water or it's on the wild. leaves, it's, it's wild. Uh, and just like being able to like take your horse through the fields that you have to travel through. Everything about it is just so beautifully done. 100%. The, the, the fighting mechanics in it are really cool and they're really good, uh, mm -hmm. but they're not like overly tedious. I find like a lot of games like that, like they, they create a lot of situations where it becomes like really tedious stuff to do. I love like... Spider-Man being an example where you have some of these missions that you go around and I feel like even the combat systems that I'm using in each one is automatically the same thing, but yeah. Ghost gives you the chance to sort of approach each one differently actually by yeah. nature what you have like you know like i don't know like when i used to play like splinter cell right mm -hmm. or like some of these games where like it's more focused on like the spy aspect or the the like the the hiding stealth. aspect yeah. or the stealth aspect and then you end up failing the mission 14 times in a row and you just don't want to play anymore mm -hmm. uh, which happens to me so like to be able to have sort of the opposite which is just like to be able to use a dude who you like level up throughout the game, hack and slash throughout. But then like, you know, the, the, the third part is like the storyline is so well done. Like if, yeah. if they the had made that game beautiful. In, yeah. If they had made that game into a movie, it would definitely be a movie that I would watch. Right. And you haven't even finished it yet. So like yeah. without giving you any spoilers, like the story gets better. And I know as someone and, who's only on act two. Yeah. And it's just, I, I really, really appreciated the game mechanics, the graphics, the story, like just the overall theme. Like there was nothing about it that I had any knocks on. Yeah. So um, I'd, I'd have to say for me, 2020, that'd be Ghost of Tsushima. Uh-oh, Zemo in the building. Numero uno with game of 2020 is Ghost of Tsushima. I really want to agree because as someone who's playing it now, I thoroughly love it. It's uh, as I waited years for it and it's very much living up to that experience. But I'm not going to give it to Ghost just because you gave it to Ghost. And yeah. instead, I am going to go with the motherfuckers always calling in the middle of a show. I get it, Joe Budden. I get it. But Hades is going to be. I knew you were going to go with that. Game. Honestly, if because it's such a surprise that it's one of the examples of where indie games have now started jumping in the right form a triple a title and if you mm -hmm. think about hades reminds me a lot of cuphead if you if anyone okay. remembers yeah, I remember that even one. even though they're not the, as the same as indie as studio and uh dhr uh which ended up making cuphead super giant games has only been responsible for sort of two miniature games one was called bastion the other one sort of escaped my mind at the moment but to see them take those lessons and jump it and for a game to be a PC game in the Switch port to start going around, start getting Game of the Year stuff, it's the most fun game I've played all year. It had um, a lot of upgrade elements because one of the things I love is when you have to make a run, you get to slot in like sort of in-game upgrades, right? And so if something like Team Fight Tactics, it is a it is a combat game to a degree that requires strategy, and the strategy yeah. is that you have to build a set of powers that you're getting from these gods. And that set of powers is up to you. And so you can make the best combination, right? And so making the best mm -hmm. combination as you go through to be able to get through as quickly and cleanly of the game as you can, that's a fun challenge on top of the game mechanics itself. I like yeah. the idea of, of, of building it like that, right? Where 
something like Ghost was smart, where they say you got one sword and you're upgrading that, right? What would have happened mm-hmm. if they made 50 swords, right? I don't think it would have worked as cleanly, mm-hmm. you know? It, it, it's understanding how far that uh, customization would go and yeah. how, you know, where, where to place the lines. And this is, game is one of those that have placed sort of perfect structures on it. Uh, and cool. yeah, and it's just really fun, re- it's replayable. I remember you talking about this game for a while. And then I started, I think like Polygon said it was the game of the year, right? Yeah, the and Washington so, Post and it started getting something. And it's, just, it's, an, it, it, it's a non-AAA uh, developer. And that's sort of the cool. biggest thing which is me, cool. right? Yeah. Reached out to them. I'm going to try getting them on the show just to see how it awesome. went about. But yeah. voice acting and the production, yeah, you know. So the question is perpetually what defines the game of the year, right? For me, it's what outperformed itself. Yeah. You know, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that's, a, so cool, we're gonna, that's a cool way to put it. That's a cool way to put it. Yeah. And so we're going to, we'll have a discussion on what game of the year is defined as as well. You know, it's sort of like correlated to sports, what's an MVP. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I, I would say Hades, uh, arguably though, Animal Crossing is the game of the year objective 2020. That's fair. But yeah, we're going to get that's... into an episode talking about that one, but okay, we can, gr- we can agree that. on that one. Animal yeah. Crossing is 2020. Yeah, Animal Crossing is very 2020. I mean, you know, Joe Biden had a whole camp set up on it. You know what I mean? I, like, I know. Until Nintendo's like, you knock that shit off. No more politics in here. Did they really? Yeah, they, they, they released a statement saying that they didn't, they wanted to give a note to people that not use their games for political or advertising purposes. I don't know that. Bro, you're not allowed to use their shit unless you're paying them. They're going to teach you that. That's Nintendo. Yeah. But that's all for this week. We'll be back Thursday where we will be talking about what Amazon's doing in gaming. It's going to be a little yeah. bit more wide ranging, but it's going to be a singular topic. So that'll be a fun one, especially because I, I literally just canceled my Luna subscription. <laughs> oh, well, that was a yeah. quick one. But yeah. there's just nothing on it right now. But no, we'll discuss no- that later. Exactly. We'll talk about that on Thursday. But folks, I'm Solo. I'm Zemo. Thank you for listening to Field of View. Peace.